Welcome to the Let's Take a Journey podcast. Where life is the endless expedition. And happiness is the journey. I'm Nay. And I'm Kaz. And on this podcast, we'll be talking about life and embracing the detours. Don't forget to follow our Facebook page at Smith HQ. Now, let's take a journey. Hey, y'all. So before we get into the topic, let me vent to y'all right quick. So if y'all hear the audio difference, like how you heard in the first episode, it's because the supplies that we needed didn't function properly. I did say the audio would sound a little different in the next episode, but y'all gonna have to wait till everything comes from Amazon. You know, it's a work in progress, but y'all check out that cover though. If y'all like the cover, don't talk about my nose or the sides of my head. That's all I gotta say. But anyway, Bay, you ready? You ready to get into to this combo lord this is gonna be too much for people to handle i agree now y'all there's gonna be some bits and pieces that's gonna be missing from the story and that's because it's gonna come later in the episode so don't be sitting there like man what the heck you're not saying everything yeah well our life is a long story Mm -hmm. what we've been through is a long story we'll be sitting here for literally 24 hours trying to talk to y'all about every single thing so we gotta break it up into parts so we can give it all the deets all the reels so let's get into it because i know y'all waiting so where did it all begin how did we meet back go ahead and start it off oh lord so if we're going to the beginning high school that's when like snapchat and kick first started to like really blow up and i got connected to you during the period like right when i made my first kick account think your kick popped up on mine and then popped up on snapchat i was like you know what i trust snapchat a little bit more because i was using it just a little bit more than kick kick was fresh so i was like yeah let me try to you know say what's up to to shorty here i totally forgot about kick Kick was the move in high school. Like, kick and MySpace and all that stuff. Oh, my Lord. Y'all don't even know. Y'all new generation. Man, that's a whole nother topic. But anyway, yeah. We started talking when we were 15. And I was like, he's kind of cute. And, you know, I'm about to follow. So I followed his Snapchat. Yes, y'all. I did. Sure did. Don't talk about me. And basically, I talked to him first. Because I, I thought he was cute. I was young. I was 15. I was, ooh. Like, just talking to people randomly. I know my mom probably listened to like, no, she didn't. But I did. And we're not going to talk about the details. I talked to him. I was flirting. And that's, we're going to leave it at that. Don't ask no more questions. I was flirting. I was flirting. That's what we're going to call it strong flirts anyway so what else did we talk about on snapchat honestly i gotta really think back hard to like how long we were talking because honestly y'all we wasn't talking for a long time because i believe he was in a relationship at the time i wasn't because i just started high school you know i wasn't really talking to people i honestly didn't get into my first relationship until like the end of freshman year going into sophomore year so Mm -hmm. we didn't talk like full on and mind you the school that he went to was not close to the school where i was so it's like we wasn't in the same vicinity to even remotely meet up so we did stop talking but we was always on each other's social media if that makes sense like we didn't unfollow each other or whatever like we seen each other's snapchats and we seen each other's facebook and stuff like that i mean yeah i haven't really had any type of interaction throughout the years because of that distance and stuff like that it never got to the point of being so serious as oh i gotta go across town or go to this other city just to meet this person or hang out with this person like it wasn't that deep and then like she said i was in a relationship but going on from that if you are waiting to hear the name revealed 
we're not going to be revealing any sort of names. So each said person will have their own nickname. Now, for this person that I was with in high school, we're just going to call that person the shadow. So that shadow, I was in a situationship. I wouldn't even say that was even a relationship. That was a, a situationship. I was in, but also looking to like, we're not looking to or for a way out. I was at a point where it's just like, okay, I can see that I'm being used and it's for all the wrong reasons. And at this point, I don't know if there's life out there or if I even should consider a second life out there, you know, or trying to look into maybe being with somebody. So at that point, maybe this can go somewhere. But knowing us at that time or at that age, we both was just like, eh, let's just let it go for now. Yeah. So to piggyback off uh what my baby was saying when it comes to any names i did want to say this point first any names is not going to be mentioned if y'all ask in the comments and the reviews we ain't gonna do it because we're not talking about these people <laughs> like we're talking about these people but we're not talking about these people if that makes sense so if y'all listen closely and i mean like seriously listen to our conversations you'll start piecing together things because it's like we telling y'all but we're not telling y'all i can say this for example like i mentioned the shadow earlier if it were to come around and the shadow wants to speak the shadow's just gonna make themselves look very bad so yeah don't do it it's not worth it <laughs> i was not looking for a relationship at that age i was more so okay he lives all the way over here and i live all the way over here how are we even gonna meet let alone be together so you know if it's meant to be it's meant to be maybe we'll meet each other later down the line let's just be acquaintances i can't even say friends per se because it's not like we talked every day like we had each other's socials and everything oh no nah, you went ghost on me for years so that leads up to when did we get together when did we meet again Let's answer that. We answer that. It don't matter. I can answer it. So, yeah. So, we got together in 2019 after our bad breakups. I had a really bad breakup. Not getting into any of that. That's a different topic. So, y'all stay tuned for those episodes. Like I said, we have a lot to talk to y'all about. Like, a lot. All of it is going to be breaking up parts. Okay? So, you got anything to say, babe, on that? When we got together? I mean, yeah. I can't say I just got out of a bad relationship. I consider it a relationship situation where I thought I was in a a new relationship but it turned out to be another bad situation that just led into a rebound and rebound so like she said there'll be that will be its own topic when that comes around so as far as we first got together like she said we got together in 2019 through snapchat again so at that point this is back when i had an apartment i was posting on snapchat and stuff i was like you know what let me try to get out my room and stuff like that because at that point that's when i was suffering from depression from just finding out i gastric cancer that means stomach cancer so yeah so at that point i posted snapchat like you know me listening to music they had a snapchat of my nephew because he was doing some cute stuff and this was back when he was just one years old and through that chat she replied and then it just led into a continuous conversation yeah and then from there it was a wrap my first date he introduced me to foe if y'all haven't had foe y'all life is born foe changed my life literally eat that whenever we get right but, yeah so we got together and like he said it was through a video of him and his nephew and i'm a sucker for kids i have been taking care of kids literally for over seven plus years so at that point i think i was working in a daycare so i was like oh my god so cute but at my mindset i thought that was his son i was like Dang. and now i'm coming around talking about hey you want to talk so i was like oh your son's cute and he was like, that's my nephew i said oh great nah i have a strict rule especially with the exes it's like a, a nail in the coffin for 
that rule that I refuse to father a child outside of marriage and owning a home because I wanted my children to feel completely stable knowing they have both their parents in their life and a home that they don't have to worry about, you know, okay, how long we're going to be here? How long are we going to be there? You know, but once again, more stuff that y'all will have to wait for <laughs> in later podcast. And then how was our relationship then? Okay, so <laughs> in the very beginning, it was very good, but we ran into some complications and it was the form of like, you know, with me suffering from cancer and like having that doubt, like you got to put yourself in this mindset when you think about this. How would you feel watching somebody that you're growing to have very strong feelings for, let alone to love, watching them go through so much pain to possibly passing, you know, with no certainty of whether they've gone to live or pass it's mind-numbing and like it's a mind trip so as well as that with having people's opinion in on how you feel about your relationship was the complication so with that we had to take a break from the relationship because of my situation and my health and the words of others it's just it came back full circle at the end of the day the beginning of our relationship destined to be something very good and very healthy and a good a great experience for us both to how do you know that's actually a real thing you know like when you are in so many bad relationships it's hard to actually tell if the next thing this super nice caring person is actually going to be the one because you know it makes you think about the last and be like they were pretty nice too in the beginning you know so how can i really know how can i be sure that this feeling of a fairy tale is true and actually real you know for us in the beginning i would consider it aside from my cancer aside from every outside source i personally feel like it was the best thing that was going for me my mindset my everything my whole being it made me feel less of i'm just a guy with cancer to i'm a person that's alive you know so for us in the beginning it was an experience but that cut did hurt but it did lead to us continuing the relationship actually the same year but it did take some time like it took about nine months so like we only split up for that those nine months while i continue my treatment you know just because we were no longer relationship doesn't mean i just stopped going to chemo you know stop trying to take care of myself you know but later that year after beating gastric cancer now for people that might want to know more information about that the only thing i can say for right now because i'm pretty sure we're going to talk about this later it was only stage two that's how i was able to be because i met people that passed with stage three you know to stage four so i understand that i was actually lucky and it's a blessing that i only had stage two but then the cold kicker turnaround was me finding out that I had bone cancer. And at that point, from there are nine months of no communication, completely broke because I was just like, you know, at that point, my brain went to complete depression. Like, yo, I just beat it. I made a promise to her on during our relationship that I will keep her updated. And that's what I did. I believe it was FaceTime. Was it FaceTime or was it a phone call? You called me. So yeah. while we were in the car, I was like, yeah, I got to call. I got to let her know. Because I, I didn't know what else to do. It's just like, you know, hey, can my body actually handle more chemo? at this point you know it's only been like four months but how to go from four months being clear to boom 
we need to cut up some of your bone, you know. You'll hear about that story. Now, what episode? I'm not sure. But yeah, to piggyback off of what he said, it sounded like our relationship had mad rough times. But don't think like that. Like, it's not like the whole time we were together, it was just crazy bad. No. One, also keep in mind, we still lived very far from each other. Like, I'm not going to tell you where we live because that's too much information. We were like an hour apart, hour and a half mm-hmm. apart. Then I had a car, but his car was broken. So I was driving to him every weekend. So it was also that as well as me working and going to school. So it was that into our relationship, trying to make sure I'm able to see him. And then some weekends, you know, dang, I don't have no money. So now I can't see him this weekend or whatever. And Or if he was going through money issues, like at that time, then we couldn't meet up or hang out. And then on top of that, being so young and or even being older and having cancer, but being young and having cancer and wanting to be in a serious relationship, but not having the energy at that time I had people in my ear like no other if y'all are in a serious relationship please don't have people in your ear this is my advice right here right now I completely regret it like completely regret it don't have people in your ear not all advice is good advice listen to your heart speak to your mind all that stuff not all advice is good advice he tried to slide it in nicely that we took time apart I did break up with him I'm gonna air myself out because I had people in my ear that me then is not that me now I'm a completely different person and I generally don't care what anybody I say about anything that I do if I'm being totally honest it's my life my decisions so at that time I did break up with him because people was in my ear constantly saying he's gonna die and and then you end up gonna have kids with him and then you're gonna be a single mom then you're gonna be sad like I just had mad people just constantly hitting me with a whole lot of negatives and all that positive that I had all those feelings me genuinely loving him was like literally constantly getting crushed like I was like getting pelted with giant rocks that's why I said y'all ever get in a serious relationship young or old don't have people in your ear don't have people in your relationship talk through it figure it out even if you gotta take a break just because you feel like you gotta take a break do that but don't do it because everybody's telling you to do okay so I gotta say so he made that promise when we broke up he was like I promise that if anything new comes when it comes to the cancer I will let you know and that was the one promise that he said and we were really big on promises so he called me and I was like what because of course his number was still in my phone everything so it's not like I blocked him it's just we didn't speak through that whole time but I didn't block him but he did sort of turn me off a little bit on social media <laughs> oh yeah best believe Facebook has this feature where you can say hey I want to see less of this person and Facebook will go ahead and <laughs> And like censor that person from popping up on your feed or anything. I took the precautions because like in my head, I was like, you know what? I got enough on my plate right now. The last thing I should be worried about is what someone else is doing. I refuse to like, if this can be my last moments on this planet, I'd rather not waste it trying to figure out what other people are doing rather than trying to live in it. It was mind tripping experience for me and to not go into crazy detail, but you know that the the whole death experience is something that i came close to and experienced too many times for a normal human so Mm. we're gonna talk about that more most definitely so So this basically everything this ending that we did say this leaded up to where we are now not fully like we just boom got a got a house and stuff but i'm saying like this was our forever basically our together we grow this is our forever after finding out that it went to bone cancer and he needed 
that surgery and nobody was able to take him, which was mind blowing to me, but nobody was able to take him. And mind you, it was all the way, I don't know, I think Savannah or something. I was not close. I had a car and everything. And at that point, something clicked in my head and was like, yo, he needs you. Like, it wasn't like I was like, ooh, we're getting back together. Da, da, da. No, it was he needs you made a promise and he needs you period point blank. So that's when we met up at a park and we sat there and talked and just sat and like walked around and just sat there and just talked, just aired everything out and just was talking and everything. And, you know, from there, a couple of days later, think about a week or so later, he set up the appointment and I took him to get his surgery. It was a long process of healing. And with the living situation that he was in at the time, it was not a pretty situation. So my mm-hmm. mom, being who she is, the most kind hearted person ever, we did take him to technically our house because I was on the lease and everything but took him in we all just lived together for about want to say about a year possibly no, not even a year was it a year or it was, was it more it than it was a year? literally like that exact same year it came in that January and then we were gone that August because that's when we moved into our house yeah so it wasn't even a year it was just a couple months we did move into a house and throughout that period of time of course we got married and stuff I know y'all probably like wait 2019 we in 2020 Two, y'all married. Yes, everything to y'all, to the whole world, to a lot of people who had an opinion, it was fast. But to us, it was right. Because at the end of the day, we passed getting to know each other as in like true desires and wants. And then by the time we came back around full circle and had our first go around during my gastric cancer phase, at that point, I think we're like 23 20 going from 15 to 23 that's a lot of time and a lot of growth and a lot of experience in that time because for me in in between that time i was a whole navy officer traveling the the planet and doing different things like i experienced a lot in a young age so at that point it seems like it's super fast for me it's just like i see how fast the world spins and i'm perfectly fine to find my spot and staying in that one part of this planet and that's called being home and being stable and being in a happy relationship looking to the future not trying to sit there and be like i gotta keep moving i gotta travel the world i gotta do this okay we're still gonna travel best believe that's definitely the goal we're definitely still gonna travel i'm happy where we are and and where we became from the long experience and crazy experience to us our first go around to second to marry you know no i didn't see it as fast i understood when everybody was saying that it seemed fast but I didn't see it as fast. At that point, I took it as a sign. He needed me. He's here. He's back in my life. And I want him there. And I don't want anybody else to have him. So at that point, that's when I said, all right, I need to keep him. Well, we did skip a part. He did propose to me at a point in time. So to make it super short, he did propose to me within the time that we first got together. That's when he first had cancer. I think we was like seven months in, babe, six. It was like going on a year. We were close. We were really close. I think it was about six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. It was more so me having that picture perfect that I've been seeing everywhere. My mom explained it. My friends at the time explained it. And just just seeing it on movies. You know, you see the guy bending down their knee, pros to you in a cute space, cute whatever. So that's what I had in my head. So when he did propose to me, it was in the room. He wasn't on his knees. It was in his room. So in my head, I was like, are you doing that right now? So that's where I also messed up. Second time. So like I said, I take 
full accountability for my actions and my decisions because that right there is like nothing is picture perfect whether he proposes to you she proposes to you and you feel like you got to be this magical setting that's not realistic I mean you could do that if you want but at the end of the day somebody proposing to you is a huge thing so that put a strain on our relationship at that time because I literally said why are you doing it this way and then I was like okay I'll take it like it was very disrespectful and that's when we did break up like literally the next day and I was just like okay this is like you know not it when we did get back together before the surgery the bone cancer surgery and we met up and we went to round one we were just talking we were sitting there after playing games and stuff we were talking and we were talking about how he posted me at that time and everything and I was like I want to marry you and he was like well you shot me down before and now I'm scared so I like I generally don't feel comfortable pros to you again and that is when all the wheels were turning in my head and I made a whole big plan for January 1st, literally when the ball dropped, like I had a whole big thing. So I did propose to him and that's to like close out this whole episode. I did propose to him on New Year's, like literally when the ball dropped type of New Year's and I did like a little puzzle type thing. It was super cute. But of course, a lot of people had an opinion about that as well. But do I care? No, I don't. But everybody had an opinion. But that's where we are now. All of that has led up to where we are in our house, being together, having our son. And then when we started talking about all those other bits and pieces, him having cancer and everything else you'll start piecing those little missing puzzles that y'all over there thinking about right now like wait she missed this it's gonna come together trust me so get ready get excited because y'all about to know all of the team we're gonna leave out people's names you may hear us say a couple of people's names because we don't mind saying their names but if you hear us saying nickname I mean that's when your brain gotta start working y'all put those puzzles together this is the test but y'all that is the end of this episode i was trying not to make it too long but i was also trying trying to tell y'all all the deets about us but i hope y'all loved it thank you for tuning in to let's take a journey podcast if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe rate and review see you next saturday welcome to the let's take a journey podcast where life's an endless expedition and happiness is the journey i'm nay and i'm Cass. and on this podcast we'll be talking about life and embracing the detours don't forget to follow our facebook page at smith hq now let's take a journey Hey y'all, what's good? We back again with another podcast. We doing a podcast thing. And if y'all hear the audio, it sound good, sound better. But yeah, y'all, so we got a setup. I'm going to talk a little bit about our week because y'all don't understand. This was a super long week. So this whole week, y'all, nothing but school. If y'all know, y'all know, it's been stressful. My anxiety has been on a hundred. But it's almost open. I'm so happy. As you can hear, we also got all the mics and everything like that for the podcast. So we're no longer recording like in separate rooms. We're actually in the room together. Yes, sir. So let us know what you think in the reviews as well as, of course, rate and, you know, subscribe. I mean, why wouldn't you want to? And don't forget to review. Like, okay. it's there. Let us know. <laughs> so, y'all, we about to get into it. Today's topic is... Cancer broke us up. Y'all ready? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to let y'all know. I'll be airing myself out a little bit. I ain't got no shame. So, babe, you ready? Yeah. I mean, we've been asked about this already. It's crazy. So. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit in, you know, the last podcast. We, like, briefly spoke about it. But we're going to mm-hmm. go into deeper depth as well as I'm going to ask a few questions that I have not, you know, 
ask them to be honest. I'm being straight up. Like I have not really talked about this often. <laughs> so it's not something that I talked about. So there is a few questions that I do want to ask. So we're going to get started. So, so from that time, what was going on through your head when you found out you had cancer first? The first thing that went through my mind when hearing it, that day I went to the hospital because I have very bad migraines and stuff. And with the addition to PTSD, which we'll go in detail to talk about that in a later podcast, the doctor had did like a, a CT scan of my stomach because at that point, my stomach felt like it was on fire. Like it felt like the inside of me was burning its way out. And I had no idea why. It was an excruciating feeling to them be like, oh, well, it's just bad gas or anything like that. No, you you are, you're stage two in gastric cancer and you have a tumor in your stomach that we can remove, but we'll have to deal with chemo. And I was just like, so this is a real thing. Who would have thought that I myself, like living, trying to avoid sickness to get something that can kill me after going through life experience? So at that point, it went to, my mind went completely numb. Like, okay, nah, this is not real. I'm just going to follow what this doctor said, go home, take a nap, you know, act, act normal. But then it didn't set in for like a week. It rattles me a little bit thinking about it. But after a week, that's when it set in just like an impending doom feeling. Okay, so this could kill me. And I'm sitting in the life predicting I am at this, this point, And I'm just going to, I'm just going to die or have a possibility of dying. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to say, talk to anybody. I think at that point, that's when it just went directly into depression at that point. Understandable. So how did it? feel by the time I came into picture did it change a lot of your mindset because I know like you were at a point where you're just like man it is what it is I don't really care when I came into the picture did it change did it give you more motivation or did it change your mindset on you being there or did it scare you more I would say personally at that time I accepted it kind of but not in the way it's like I'm going to beat it but as in all right, if it kills me, at least I'm going to go out, you know, doing something I love to do. And that's when I got back to streaming again. So at that point, when you came in, I was not good. I was not in a good state of mind whatsoever, but I was coping with the whole thought of it. Just go to chemo, come back, stream, have your fun, talk your shit, get off, go to bed. But then by you coming in, it made it more enjoyable, but it did scare me the fact it's like okay what if we get too far or like we grow so close that i don't make it now i get like i'm being taken from this plane this world not knowing the what if and could it be you know you having to live with the exact same feeling of okay came into my life and just poof yeah so let's detour a little bit from like oh, the sad <laughs> I'm about to cry y'all <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about when we did get together all the dating and everything i don't want y'all to make it seem like it was just really sad bad, bad. it wasn't now was there a lot of rough times of course was it a lot of arguments and stuff like that of course because at the end of the day we were young i did just get out of a serious relationship recently at that time. So it was like I was still scared, but at the same time, I knew 
what I wanted, but I went in saying, oh, you know, it's okay. I know he has cancer, but he's not going to die on me. He's not going to leave me. And I never been with anybody who had cancer or anything like that, but I could do this. Yeah. Like I legit believe like I could do it. But on my point of view, it was genuinely really, really hard because having to see him, the person that I was in love with in pain, I literally couldn't do anything. And then at the same time, I'm like, I want to do stuff to like, you know, make him feel like he's not just trapped in his house. He's not like scared that he's just going to pass on me or whatever. So I'm like, okay, let's go somewhere. But then nine times out of 10, he doesn't feel good or he's throwing up or something like that. So it, it made terrible. it made dating, like going out on dates physically, really, really hard. Because no. I know that time that we went to go get pho, his favorite place. And <laughs> I don't think that was our first date. That wasn't our first. That but wasn't. it was like a date. I don't know what like time it was. It was within the mixture. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we had so many. But I guess that particular day, his cancer was like really like... I don't care what you got going on. I'm going to do what I want to do. So literally after he had his phone, he was like, uh, I don't feel good. And then he disappeared. And all of it just came back up. And I was just like, oh, no. And then with me, it like shifted my mood. That's always what happens. And I know it sounds really bad, but it's like, I don't like seeing him be sick. I also don't like vomit in general. So it kind of just made me like, my God, he threw up. Like now we just came here for no reason. Like, of course, I had attitude. That's so sad. And I, like, I shouldn't have because at the end of the day, it's, you know, something he's been through. But I'm not going to lie. I did have an attitude. So at that time, that also made us fight and made us argue and stuff like that. So dating, we had some really amazing times. But then at the same time, when cancer ended up messing with the dates, then we had some really bad times that also interfered with me. So you got anything to say about it? I mean, it exactly like you said, because... In the exact same way for me, I couldn't do anything. And every single time I try to enjoy some type of meal, like I couldn't eat anything heavy. And every single time I try, like I will force myself to do that, knowing that it will just turn around and be like, okay, this is all going straight down the toilet. My body said, what? Nah, we don't want none of that. We can barely keep water down at this point. It was so bad that I resorted to like, boost naked juice if you ever had that and seen that in stores and stuff that was the only thing i would like body armor yeah. yeah so if if it wasn't that a lot of the enjoyment was taken away by stuff like that like you know either vomiting out the food or not being at a physical strength to actually physically do things like it took everything out of me legitimate legitimately just trying my hardest just to keep it together like the best thing I could do for myself is try to live, even though my body, like I could feel my body just breaking down on me. Just like, hey, why are you standing? Why aren't you sitting? Matter of fact, just lay down, go to sleep, sleep for 16 hours a day, and then spend the other time just like, okay, I'm up. Well, let me just stream until I get tired. Oh, I'm tired. I'll see y'all when I wake back up. So what was a day-to-day life for you when I wasn't there? Because with me being in school as well as, you know, working and stuff like that, I only saw him on the weekends. And it wasn't even like every weekend. It was like I try to get do every weekend. But like we said in the last episode with his car being broken and then me only having a car. But at the same time, the distance was horrendous, like an hour oh, yeah. and a half. Like it was a lot having to get over there. I would have to sleep over, of course. And I'm not saying that's a problem or anything, but it was like we would actually have to plan that out and mm-hmm. make sure like. 
we were able to have that time together because at the end of the day, he wasn't, you know, that was his house, but he wasn't alone. So <laughs> I yep. had to also deal with people being in the house. So it's not like we all, we had like alone time. We never had alone time. No, not, no. not then. Yeah. Not <laughs> so that was kind of also a struggle as well. So when I wasn't around, what was your day-to-day life outside of, of course, um, streaming and stuff? like? A nurse at the the facility that I went to, the um, VA facility to get my chemo and stuff, she would pick me up at, like, I think, like, 7.45 and drive me all the way there. And I usually stay there, go through radiation for about, about three to four hours. And whenever that time ends or whoever runs it for that amount of time, all right, I'll take you home. At that point, just be like, okay, I'm a stream. If I'm not too tired, but damn near ten out of ten of the time, I was drained as fuck. Like, if you if you're somebody that has had cancer and went through chemo, you understand what I mean by having no energy for anything. You just want to just take your medication and go to sleep. And if not that, just go straight to sleep. Sleeping for about maybe like five to six hours and then I get up and stream throughout the night. That's when usually I'd be streaming to like four or five in the morning and I just pass out. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to get up two hours just to go to chemo, get drained again. I'm just going to go home and sleep it because that's usually what I do as soon as I get home. Sleep, stream at night. So would you say that the that there was a pattern that, that you noticed like when you had energy and when you didn't or did it like vary throughout the days and weeks and even when I came around. Like a surge, like where yeah. I have the energy to actually do something to actually move. Yeah. So, yeah, because at that point, that's literally like when I'm sleeping, I'm a very vivid dreamer when on, when it comes to stuff like that. So like while I'm sleeping, if I'm dreaming about a certain type of a certain action or playing a certain game or doing certain things, you whatever, I have a burst of energy to do that exactly when I wake up. So it's like I have the energy to get up out the bed, sit down in the chair, and start doing it, but at that point, it's back to square one. I mean, I'm not moving, so I'm not exerting so much energy, but then it's still energy-consuming to play a game. So at that point, it's just like, all right, let me get to the bed. I just, like, turn the chair and then just, like, flop to the bed because, you know, like, where that the bed was set up, like, all I had to do is turn the chair and just go to the side of the bed. So it was, it was something that helped me to get the energy to stream, but, like, say if it was a day that I had the energy to get up and get into the chair and try, just try to stream, it would have been, like, okay, the stream's not working, it's not connecting, I'm going back to bed. Like, I was hoping just to be able to press the button and get into it. Get into it. So, we're going to get into <laughs> what y'all been waiting for to hear. Oh, my but, God. <laughs> but I do have a question. Well, one of the questions that leads into that. Why did you give me the house key as a proposal? And what was going through your head when you gave it to me? Okay, for my the apartment, the townhome I had, I gave her a a copy of my key so she can be able to get in as a proposal. Now, the reason for that was, number one, I consider that being like a sacred thing, like a sacred treasure to me. Like, even if it's not, it's like, okay, this is one thing I have. I don't know if I'm going to live. I don't know if I'm going to pass on to this world, but I want to at least give you something that you know that belonged to me at this time. And something that is like a signal, hey, you're always welcome here. You're always welcome around me. You have control of this castle to run with me, you know, like not to sound corny and stuff like that, but <laughs> in in the exact same aspect, like I didn't just want to, you know, hey, I can't give you a ring. I don't want to be that guy trying to be like, I can't afford this. Like I couldn't. 
there's no shame in that because how would I have the money to pay for a ring when I'm barely paying for my medication to stay alive? You know, at that point, it's just, oh, well, you should have just spent the money and got a ring. Yeah. And that, that round of chemo that I needed that I didn't pay for could have been a death of me. So, I mean, it all worked out in the end, though, because come full circle, I still was able to get that ring, boy. <laughs> let me tell you. Yes, sir. And that leaves, you know, me. Why didn't I take the key? Yeah, well, why didn't you take that key? <laughs> I mean, we spoke about it in the last episode. I'm a butthole. I can literally not explain why, if I'm being honest with y'all. I can <laughs> honestly say I was scared. Like, I was genuinely scared, but at the same time, I also had, like, people in my head. On top of that, as y'all all know, when you think about getting proposed to, you're like, I need a ring. He got to be on his knees. We got to got to be a cute setting. Da, da, da. All that extra stuff, right? That's where my mind... all that. I'm sick. I was I sick know, as and God, that's, look. And that's the thing. <laughs> Let me tell you. That's where my head should have gone. Like, he is sick. Where he going to go? Like, where, where he going to take you? And then he is sick. He got to pay, like he said, got to pay for all those his treatments and then the medicine, everything. That did not register in my mind at the time. Like I said in the last episode, that Dunasia is not this Dunasia. Like, I literally did not care like I should have. I did not care about him. Not saying I did not love him. I did love him. But at the same time, it's like I also wanted certain things my way as well. And I'm just like, that's not how you do it. That's not how you pro somebody. I don't know. Okay, I guess I'll take it. And then it's just like, bro, why did I say that? And like, it was just, that's <laughs> like me. That's definitely me airing myself out, y'all. Like, don't do that to somebody, y'all. You do not have to have a ring. You can have a ring pop as a proposal. And haven't these Disney movies taught y'all? Like, I seen somebody <laughs> propose with a, a lug nut. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, remember that. I don't know what movie that was, but I remember that. Yeah, y'all do not have to have a ring. At that time, I wish somebody told me that. But literally, when I explained it to my friends at the time and explained it to my mom, everybody was like, no, move too fast. And no, don't do that or whatever. Now, of course, now my mom truly loves him. But at that time, with me, like I said, just getting out of a relationship a couple of months, almost a year, they thought I was literally just jumping into everything. So they were like, no, that's not how you propose, propose to you. And then at the same time, no, I don't um, think y'all should be together because you don't even know if he's mm. still going to be here. And that's when all of it came into, okay, what if you end up pregnant and you're a single mom? And I was truly, truly scared. It was like my fear overcame what I really wanted. And I really, truly wanted to still be in the relationship. I really, truly wanted to still be with him. But it's whatever was in my mindset that day that I sent that super extra long text for no apparent reason. I don't know. Like, I can't even think that. I do not even remember what I said. And I know it was long because I always text extra long for no apparent reason. But I know the text, like, was, like, literally paragraphs on paragraphs. And he kept it. But I have not looked at it because it's like, why would I want to look at something where I literally broke his heart? But can I say I said, like, mean things? I don't think I was, like, mean. I, I don't want to be a But I think you... I was, like, trying to. The the, the text was very nicely. long, but if it makes you feel better, it did break my heart, but it took a few days because my dyslexic ass, it took me a while <laughs> to read that shit. <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. I was looking back. I was like, I'm going to read. I'm going to thug it out for this paragraph, and I'll do the next one tomorrow. <laughs> Man. 
<laughs> so like you said, it was a very long text. And I know what y'all thinking. No, you didn't just break up with this man. He got cancer in the text. I know. Okay. Say it in the reviews. All comment right now. Say it. You can say whatever you want. I give you full-on permission. Okay. Because I talked about myself so much. It's nothing y'all could say that's going to literally, that I haven't already said to myself. But I get it. But at that time, how old was I? Like 20? I think we were 22? like 22, 23. Yeah. And now I'm about to be 27. Like, I... I was mature for my age, but at the same time, the last serious relationship I was in was my ex. Well, I wasn't like dating like crazy and all this other stuff. Like I legit only been with two people physically and he is one of them. So it's like I legit was like, I don't want to say naive, but I was like young minded still when it came to loving someone and like physically knowing like, you know, till death do us part, even if you're not married. Like, if you're serious and you see yourself marrying him, why did you just do that? But it's, like, literally something in me was, like, truly scared and was, like, I feel like he's going to leave you. Like, I feel like you're he's going to pass and you're going to be super sad, you know? And, like, I didn't know what would have broken my heart more. Literally taking that step and, like, breaking up with him or if he was to pass and we would have been together and like about to talk about getting married and stuff like that. And he would have left me like, I generally don't know what I would have been able to handle more, if that makes sense. But does it give me the right of what I did? No, of course not. That it was me. <laughs> <laughs> How you but be like, that was me. <laughs> it, was, it was more than mean. It was some asshole-ish, okay? <laughs> it was very disrespectful. But I truly, to the bottom of my heart, regret every single thing. And no, I'm not reading the text. No, I don't even want to read it. I don't even want to remember what I said, okay? Nobody got to bring all that back up, okay? If you really want to see the text, <laughs> y'all better spam them. Stop. Don't do that. Don't I'm do not, that. You know they would. But, ooh, yes, they would. Next part is read the text. Read the text. Read the okay, so how did you feel after everything happened? I know it took you a minute to read the texts and stuff, but I genuinely want to know because I don't even think you really, we don't really talk about it. Like, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Sometimes when we're walking around the house, we kind of like, he jokes around, be like, when you broke my heart or when you look like, but not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, please stop reminding me of that. <laughs> no, then, I don't be being this seriously, guys. I just be literally. Yeah. It's not like in a, in a disrespectful way, but it's more so just saying like, we almost was not together type of thing, which I completely understand. So I never truly asked you, like, legit what was going through your head and what did you do after that? I know, like, you blocked me and everything else, but, you know, just from that point on, you know, once everything happened, we didn't talk. It no, was, none yeah, of that. Yeah, so we went nine months of just nothing. Like, I didn't see him and anything, like, anything like that. So right after that, after finishing the text, I was like, you know what? This is a bummer, but I can't be bummed out. What I mean by that is instead of me getting down and depressed, I was like, I'm already practically knocking at death's door. Why would I spend the rest of my time on earth whining, crying, being sad and depressed about losing a relationship that was the possibility of being lost either way if I die? You know, instead of me trying to sit there and fight that fact, I need to continue trying to make myself happy. And I went back to streaming. Like, I severely hated it, 
but the exact same time I had to come to terms with myself with that. It's like, you can love her all you want. You can miss her all you want. But at the end of the day, if you get her back and you die, all that shit that I was doing, being depressed, sitting in the bed and stuff like that, it's, it would have been a completely waste of the last moments of my life instead of spending it trying to smile before I die. You know, that's at that point, it was the only way to cope with everything that was happening. You know, at that point, you've seen how much everything was crumbling around me. Like everything I was trying to do is it was a ship, the living, breathing Titanic just sinking and everybody's doing everything to jump ship away from me instead of trying to help me. And it was just like, okay, well, I can just accept the way it is and go out chucking the deuces smile and knowing I'm dying, but you know, I'm at least I'm not going to show pain going, you know, it was hard, but had to come back full circle somehow. So you still like did your chemo and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I had at that point, that's when I started to get motivation from the strength community. If those that watch Twitch streamers, let alone Apex. Oh, that's when he, he did that. Big, yeah. That's um, when Nicewig hosted me. Like that was a big highlight. Cause I got hosted before. But for him, it was it was a big one and it was a heartfelt one. Like to actually like at that moment, I was sitting there streaming and that day specifically, that's when my own doctor said, like, OK, we just got to keep the chemo going. We still don't have no guarantees, but we're still testing. We're still trying to see where you're at. We'll we'll run another test when you come around to see where it's at. So at that point, I was just like, OK, I just lost a relationship that seemed like it could have been everything. My doctor don't know what's going on. And I'm feeling like I'm just slowly getting pulled closer and closer just just to be onto that permanent nap. Like, I literally rewatched that stream so many times, looking at myself, looking just half dead, just after screen, just no hope whatsoever. For him, like, it was a person that jumped into my stream, and they asked me about the, the checkup because they came into the stream prior when I told them I was going to go to the doctor and get my, supposed to be getting my results that day and stuff like that. So they came around that following week to hear that story and as soon as they got it i guess they went to his chat and told him and when right when he did that the the amount of people that came into the chat the amount of stuff that they were saying the heartfelt messages it made me feel like yo you might not have people around you that give two shits but then there's people who understand and will not judge you and actually will motivate you through it like for that one moment i felt every bit of Everything within me to live, to actually want to get up the next day to, to keep pushing, to try to try to do something with streaming before I go or whatever the case is, like whatever comes first, whatever comes last, just keep going forward. You know, that it was, it was a great experience. Honestly, you can say it was the knight in shining armor that stopped me from depression. And I'm thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that, that definitely wraps up all the questions and the story. I hope y'all enjoyed. It was definitely a hard story to hear because, like I said, it's not something that we talk about. So a lot of the stuff he said, I did not know. And yes, yes, we could say it again. I was a butthole. I, she was a b-ho. I was a b-ho and all the curse words that you could possibly say. I get it. But <laughs> that name left forever ago. This is a whole different name, a whole different Danesia, like, that's not me. She's a whole and mommy. <laughs> a whole mommy, <laughs> a whole wife, happy mommy, and happy wife. And I can honestly say I thank God for keeping him in my life, bringing him back into my life. And I also would like to thank my husband for giving me that second chance because 
I would literally, I don't even know what I would have done if he would have been like, nah, girl, get my damn face. You done broke my heart. Like, right? I was scared. <laughs> if I would have did that, we would never have the, the chance to meet KJ. And I think he might be getting up because we're looking at him as a baby monitor. He's just rolling around. Because you know? we got these headphones in, y'all. And I don't know truly how loud we really are. So he probably like, bro, shut Can y'all shut up? up? Y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all in the studio, that's like. Down the hall, I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> we going to close it out right here. But as y'all already know, you got to stay tuned for the next podcast. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Let's Take a Journey podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. See, See you, you next, next Saturday. Saturday.